Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Castro Files. How you doing, honey? I'm well. How are you? Doing good. I, Hi, I'm, guys. I'm Greg. That's Beth. Yep. And thank you again for joining us today. We get we got another creepy story that Beth's going to share with us. We do. So it's going to be fun. So first things first, go out, like, and subscribe to the channel. Go out, hit us out on, give us a thumbs up and everything on YouTube. And of course, go out, if you're into the audio versions, go out and check out the iTunes, Spotify, give us a review out there. If you don't I mind. iHeartRadio. Radio. Yeah. It's on a whole bunch, but it's going to be under The Bar Is Open, our other show. So if you're interested in a little more obnoxious adult conversation, <laughs> go out and check that out. So Please do. And then, of course, go out, check out all of the gear we have. We've got. Oh, wait. And also like us and subscribe. Oh, yeah. I said that. Oh, you did? We're good, though. But go out, uh, check out Minor League Studios forward slash the Castro Files, and you'll be able to find us out. And we'll also have it linked in the comments and or in the notes below. Very so cool. there's all sorts of cool stuff Very out cool there. Stuff we got tumblers, yeah. like your little wine My little tumbler. wine tumbler. Everyone needs a wine tumbler. Yes. Right. And then yeah. we've got shirts, hats, all sorts, sweatshirts, shirts. all sorts yep. of stuff out there. Cool so stuff. please go out and check that out if you don't yes, mind. Please. With that, let's jump into your story. What are we talking about all today? All right. Well, I have another um, story about missing people. This one's about hunters. Okay. Uh, it comes from the book People Missing in the Woods by um, Stephen Young. Okay. Um, and I'll go ahead and get started if you're ready. I'm ready. All awesome. right. Thanks. On October 15th, 2020, uh, 2013, 74-year-old Barry Zudlin left his home in May's Landing in Hamilton, New Jersey. He told his wife he was planning to go and put bait at a deer stand near Chatsworth in the Warren Grove Recreation Area. As was standard practice, he signed in at the Autobahn Gun Club just before 10 a.m. They always sign in, said his wife Janet, so the hunters know who is out there. When her husband failed to return home that night and did not call his wife of 50 years, she was not alarmed. He was, she said, very independent and he would often go hunt on hunting trips that could last several days. I figured he got a deer and he was looking for it. I didn't think much of it. By Tuesday, however, she began to phone him every hour, but she got no answer. On Wednesday, she t continued to repeatedly try to get a hold of him on his cell phone. All she kept getting was his voicemail. On Thursday, she got in the car and headed for the gun club. Unfortunately, she could not locate the club on her own and had to return home. The following day, she tried again, and this time she did find the gun club, and she quickly explained her circumstance. Several of the members immediately volunteered to go with her to look for her husband. Wilbur Swalls, president of the gun club, told CBS Local News, We went out Friday night looking for him, and we couldn't find nothing. We went out Saturday, and we found his automobile. It was parked on FAA Tower Road. Why are all of these things always on like a tower road? Yeah. Because they're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> his Blazer SUV was unlocked. His cell phone was on the dashboard. His keys were still in the ignition, and his dog was sitting inside. Poor puppy. I know. The dog had managed to survive by drinking rainwater as it fell on the car, on the windows that had been left open, and by eating the bait that had been in, um, in, intended for the deer. State Park Police and the New Jersey State Police began a search for him. They searched, for, they searched the heavily wooded area all weekend, bringing in the helicopters and the canines. As Sunday afternoon came and no sign of him was found, the official search was called off. His wife was not frantic at this point. She'd known him as a hunter for the 50 years. She'd, she'd known him as a hunter for 50 years. She said, I know he's good in the woods. That's why I've never worried. He knows what he's doing in the woods. He's an avid hunter. He could probably sur survive out here indefinitely. She knew him well enough. They'd been married for a quarter of a century and they owned a cafe for many years. 
Volunteers with the Burlington County Canine Search and Rescue arrived the following Tuesday to search the woods. When he had been gone, when he has, where he had gone missing was a very dense woodland. The Warren Grove Recreation Area encompasses the central region of the Pine Barrens. Access to the spot at which he had parked up and gone to the deer stand is not on an established trail. Access to the grove is via narrow sand roads. The weather during this time was moderate with temperatures in the 60 degrees Fahrenheit, but with a good, uh, but with a wind chill factor. A little chilly. Yeah. Um, with the official search called off now on October 19th, his daughter-in-law, Debbie, said, we refuse to stand by and do nothing when the NJSP aren't out there searching. The family and friends have been searching in the wood every day. Coming from Kentucky to help look for her father-in-law, she was appealing for volunteers to help her on the NJPB forum of the New Jersey Pine Barrens. Okay. One forum member replied, it seems that a hunter should easily find, easy to find in that spot. The area is densely vegetated and signs of foot traffic should be noticeable. Hunters don't deviate far from established path and habits, I would think. I'm very surprised he hasn't been found. Another member said they marked off the trees with streamers, which extended all the way back to the cedar swamps, noting that the search for the missing man appeared to have been extensive. Another of the group said, I believe the area has been searched quite well. However, it's very dense. We never saw any evidence of birds or anything either. So I'm just not sure he's there. Might have been taken elsewhere, yet foul play doesn't seem, doesn't make sense since his belongings were all left in the truck. Right, yeah. He doesn't seem to be the type to walk away on his own. I would think he would have taken his dog. The dog being left in the car with a wallet and a cell phone makes me feel he stopped to check his tree stand and didn't plan to be gone long, which kind of makes That's sense. kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. For any indication of just how dense it's there, there is a good description. His truck was found right by the path to his stand. We had to fight our way through the stuff like nobody knows. Cedars so close together that you could not swing your arm in a circle even with your elbow bent pretty dense was he was he lying hidden and yet what would he, what would he ha, what would have made him fall into thicket so dense that it cocooned him and imprisoned him right like leaves like he fell into a right. hole or something yeah besides which the dogs had failed to find his scent surely they would have led searchers to the spot he was lying trapped in guy thompson uploaded a photograph to the forum it was a pair of coveralls he said we did find these very deep in the woods found them on a survey cut which might mean it was one of the surveyors who owned them there was always there's always a chance that even though he had shorts on he could have had overalls in his truck and put them on to walk through the woods these may be his he photographed the coveralls but left them where he found them on their way out of the woods they encountered what seemed to be searchers on a <clears throat> on a practice search he told the volunteer search organization that he had just come what he'd just come across out there. But he said they weren't interested and insisted on the missing man insisted that the missing man had shorts on. Several of the missing reports how I was just gonna say, like, if you're in woods that thick. Yeah, why would you wear shorts? You don't wear shorts generally. You wear jeans, you wear and it was sixty camo, degrees. Like something like that. Yeah. But I guess maybe we have a lot of friends that wear shorts but and not hunting 60 degrees. and stuff like that. Yeah. You generally have pants on. Shorts even and flip-flops every day. Shorts and flip-flops, I, even, even when you go hunting? That's Pete, the every producer. Yeah. But I, I mean... I don't know. To each, but, I mean, maybe he was comfortable out there. Who knows? Maybe. Um, some of the, the, the missing reports, however, say the missing man was wearing jeans and a flannel shirt. So there's some confusion about what... You know, there's not confusion. There's... 
different stories, conflicts conflict, about yeah. yeah. Uh, on November 7th, three weeks after Zedlin disappeared, his wife told reporters there have been different rescuers, state troopers, neighbors, friends, and the fire, fire department. In two weeks, the shotgun hunters will be going out, and there should be about a thousand of them uh, pushing for deer. I don't want to speculate what could have happened. She was hoping her husband would still be found alive. People that are lost and frightened often do crazy stuff like strip and run naked till collapsing. Mm -hmm. Fear probably makes them feel stifled and running will overheat them. They'll even run across a blacktop road and straight into the woods on the other side, not realizing they've crossed a road. I've talked to trackers who have seen this sort of thing and one experienced hunter. Yeah. If this had been the case for the missing hunter, what would have made him flee in a desperate panic, removing his clothes as he fled? Or perhaps they simply belong to somebody else. Either way, hunters or workers wouldn't usually leave their protective clothing behind, would they? Sadly, he was never found. Another unsettling case of a man... So real quick on that one. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, he's not leaving his dog. No. You know what I mean? He's not leaving his keys in the ignition. He's right. not leaving his cell phone on the... He was yeah. going out there to check it real quick yeah. and come right back. Yeah. There, something I else... I think he got abducted. Do you? Yeah. They didn't find any evidence. No tracks, no trace, nothing. nothing. Yeah, I think he got abducted. All right, another one. All right. Another very unsettling case of a man who went into the woods and never came back happened when he was working as part of a four-man survey crew. It took place in Harris County, Georgia, and it was January 25th, 2002, um, when he was 20 years old. Christopher Carlton Tompkins said goodbye to his mom and left the home he shared with her to drive to work. What his mother could never have imagined was that this would be the last time she would ever see her son. I need closure, she told the ledger uh, inquirer, after six years had passed with no signs of her son. I need to know what happened that day and where my son's body is. Her son was last seen in the wooded area between Warm Springs Road and Georgia 85 near County Line Road. His mother related what she knows. He left home about 8.10 a.m. He parked his car at work and drove to the drove to the on-job site the surveys, surveyor he worked for. At the time, I was also employed by the surveyor's family as their babysitter. He worked that morning with three other employees in a lightly wooded area off County Line Road. All the workers were about 50 feet from each other, walking in the same direction. Around 1 p.m., the surveyor phoned his wife to inform her that Christopher was missing. One of Christopher's co-workers, co-workers said Christopher was walking in the same directions as the others. When he looked away and then looked back, Christopher was just gone. His mother didn't immediately know her son was mysteriously vanished. I was not informed until 4.15 p.m. She added that she was not allowed to file a missing persons report until the 24 hours had passed. I think that's fake. I don't think that's a real thing. What? A 24-hour thing. I don't I heard know. it was fake. Well, I'm... I'm not a cop, but I heard it was fake. <laughs> We'll go with in this story, story 24 right. hours. In the meantime, she said they organized their own search, and she says they combed every inch of the area he was working in when he vanished. What we found was puzzling, and what did not make sense in light of what Christopher's co-worker told authorities was we found one of his boots, his work tools, a blue fiber from his pants, and 12 cents on the ground near the items. The statement by his employer and co-workers indicated that they believe Christopher just walked off the job site without telling anyone. His other boot was found several months later, miles from the original boot, on some property off I-85. His second boot was found by the owner of the property. His mother does not believe her son would simply walk away from a job site in winter wearing one or no boots. Yeah. 
His employer apparently said that in the days prior to her son's disappearance, he had been acting strangely. His employer, however, did not offer any specific details to elaborate on this, and his mother said she was not convinced. I saw him every day. He lived with me. There was no strange behavior, no, nor any distress. The Ledger Inquirer wrote in an update a few months afterwards, Christopher Carlton Thompson did not, uh, I'm sorry, Tomkinson did not disappear without a trace, but a trace of a 20-year-old is all searchers found when he was last seen on January 25th, 2022, or 20, 2002. The most obvious explanation about what happened is the hypothetically his co-workers were behind his disappearance. An argument that quickly developed into an altercation. Christopher was somehow flung against the fence, which nicked fibers from his clothing and left them behind when he vanished. He was lifted up somehow during the fight, causing his loose change to fill out of, fall out of his pocket. He ended up on the other side of the fence, ran, fled, lost a boot, and so on. And yet, doesn't that seem a great feat for an assailant or a group of attackers to achieve? How did the boot end up on... How did the boot end up 1.2 miles away? Why was no blood found at the scene? Where did this body go? And let's just suggest that it was hypothetically the co-workers. The biggest question is, why would they have made up such a story about him literally vanishing within seconds was visible while, while visibly standing there among them? It sounds too fantastical, too otherworldly to believe. Or did something so strange happen to him that they really cannot put into words? Was he fleeing something? Something the others did not see? Like was he taken right before their very eyes? I don't know, man. That one, I mean... As you add that kind of malice point to it with like the his coworkers, did they have something against him? But if him? they were attacking him, wouldn't they find like But there would be there would probably or... be something leading up to that, like right. some sort of confrontation. But Somebody would have had been a... happening before that. But I also think like if they were it's pretty hard attacking to him, him there would, would have cover been everything like up. It would well, take everything. Exactly. Hiding. But they still could have found like traces of drug or the ground messed up or something. Again, I think both of those guys were abducted. That's kind of why I like them. Because the one guy said he was right there with him. That's what I'm saying. You're 50 feet away. That's not that far. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he was just gone. I mean, you can't disappear that fast. 50 feet. Yeah. You're, you're talking, you know, less than 20 yards away. Yeah. So yeah. that's it's not crazy. that far. Yeah. And the, the weird where I think this is a little scary is that it wasn't like he was by himself. Like the other ones that's we saying. read you about. Three he other was... people. Even if you had a bear chasing you, you would be screaming. Yeah. They would have heard the bear. They would bear, have heard him. Right. Yeah. And they would have known or a, even a, a mountain lion, a bobcat, whatever it right. is. You're going to make a big holler. You're not just going to. Well, especially if like it hurt you, you're going to be screaming your head right. off too. So. It's dragging you off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just thought they were both very interesting. Interesting stories. But they haven't again. found anything they found except traces articles of, them at of least. clothing. It's kind of like we talked about a story a long time ago, maybe, I don't know, a few, six, four or five months ago or something like that, where the lady was out on that fire road, mm -hmm. got lost. Literally, there was just footprints around her car. Yeah, nothing Not a footprint else. leading away nope. from her car. Exactly. She literally was like picked up, plucked up. When it's hard for me to say, Scotty. I think he was abducted because, you know, my theory on aliens until I see a ship, I'm not believing. But but now you're going full UFO on this I one. I feel like that's the only thing. I mean, did a tornado come and suck them up out of the, you know, out of nowhere? Probably not. I think there'd be some knocked over trees, yeah. right? I don't know. A light, a light beam sucking him up into a ship. Okay, Make I can think. see that. And he's kicking and that's how he lost his boots. I think if you're going in the woods also, your boots are probably well tied. 
I'm just saying. Uh, if you're out surveying and that's part of your like your work attire, yeah. like you're going in because you're looking, you know, you're measuring. So things. when I was reading this, it also reminded me of that movie Nope because that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they would get abducted and then you would find clothing just randomly on the ground. You By know? the way, if you've never seen that movie, it's weird. It's weird. It's good. It's good. It's weird. But it's weird. Yeah. Well, that's what I have awesome. for you today. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those great stories. Also, according to Google, that is made up. There's no, it's a myth. There's no waiting period for uh, oh, finding somebody. I didn't okay. think so. Exactly. So thank, thank you, you for confirming. Yeah. Yep. So. Awesome. Awesome. See, back in the day, I think that was just a weird myth. But okay. Thank you guys so much again for tuning into the Castro yes, Files. Thank you. Thank we you. will see you next time. Don't forget hey, to like and don't subscribe. forget to share us because sharing is caring. Stop it. No. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye see you guys. next time.